Welcome to the House of God podcast presented by the Collective Choir on Eau Claire Hometown Media. We'll share sermons to help you get to know a different Chippewa Valley church each week and to keep you up to date with the Collective Choir. I'm Shane Spencer, and here's your host, Zachariah Putney. Hello, welcome to the Collective Choir podcast, House of God. This is episode 14. We got Pastor Jim Alquist and Spirit Lutheran Church this week. Uh, they're at 1310 Main Street in Eau Claire. Very convenient location. Um, SpiritLutheran.org. You can find them online. Um, they are not meeting in person at the moment. They are doing a COVID makeover of their building and hope to open up for in-person worship on Easter. Um, they're it's a Lenten renovation with accessible entry, restrooms, elevator, updated sanctuary, and new offices. They look forward to praise in the park every Sunday morning this summer in Phoenix Park, uh, 10 o'clock Sundays. All are welcome to experience the spirit at Spirit Lutheran Church, both tr- traditional and modern, virtual or in person, as we reach out beyond ourselves. That was their my message to share with you from Pastor Jim. Um, I like the way they do their they do their streaming. They they bounce between different locations and different people. Um, you'll hear a little bit of this in the sermon here. Um, you'll hear even more if you go on their website and check it out for yourself with the worship. They have traditional and modern worship in different locations, and it's a cool thing. So here we are, uh, Pastor Jim Alquist, Spirit Lutheran Church. Take it away. Welcome to Spirit Lutheran, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. I'm Pastor Jim Alquist, and I'm delighted to join together with you in our time of prayer and time of reflection. We also invite you to join with us on Wednesdays virtually as we continue our journey to the cross this Lenten season. On Mondays in March, our mission and outreach team is inviting you to join with them from 6 to 7.30 on a discussion of the issues of the day. No matter where you stand on these issues, it's good to gather together and to hear voices from all different sides. Let us begin our time this day with our prayers, a little bit different than we usually do. But join me as we reflect upon the cross and pray together. We grieve with sighs too deep for words at the loss of 500,000 lives in the U.S. during this pandemic, even more throughout the world. God of mercy, we pray for their loved ones and for all those who continue to struggle with health-related infections and complications from COVID-19. Guide us in the way of compassion Help us to replace selfishness with abundant love 
and grant healing and wholeness to all communities as we continue to receive those shots. We pray for all those whose lives have been turned upside down by natural disasters and emergencies. We pray, gracious God, that you would grant them relief through medical attention, access to shelter and home repair, supplies and clean water and food, and the support of neighbors near and far who show up to care for them. We give thanks for your generosity, Creator God, for the truth of your word and for the innumerable ways you continue to surprise us with your promises and your presence in our homes and in creation. Call us to worship, inspire us to pray, and strengthen our relationship with you and with our neighbors. As we continue to walk with Jesus toward the cross this Lenten season, remind us, God of patience, to listen to your words, to try and understand and embody Jesus' message of grace and forgiveness, and to help us have the wisdom needed to follow Christ in every action. As people of faith, we are called to continue those prayers, some spoken and many silent. Hear our silent prayers and now we join together in the prayer Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Hello and good morning. Today I brought with me an example of a piece of stained glass art. Now most of the stained glass that we see is depicted in the church and it usually tells the story of Jesus' life or events that happened within Jesus' life. The piece I brought with me is this lovely depiction of a moon and ocean scene, but again, most of the stained glass we see is in the church and it tells of Jesus' life. Now stained glass and the making of stained glass uh, takes these tiny little pieces of, of colored glass and then you weld them together to create this wonderful work of art. And making stained glass can be difficult and dangerous and take a lot of effort and a long time, but then you get this beautiful and inspiring work of art and that usually tells um, the story of God's love for us. Now the Bible says that following Jesus can be difficult and dangerous too. It says so right in Mark chapter 8, starting at verse 34. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. So Jesus says right there, right in Mark chapter 8, that 
you know, deny yourself and take up the cross and follow me. And that's not an easy ask um, because crosses are heavy and they come with, you know, a lot of dangerous and difficult choices to make. It could be about making the right choice or doing the right thing. And that can make us discouraged um, or we could be made fun of for it. Um, and sometimes we might think it's just too hard and it's not worth it. But let me tell you, it is worth it because just like the making of stained glass is difficult and dangerous, you get this beautiful piece of art. And the same can be said when we take up our cross and live our lives for Jesus, because then we become this beautiful and inspiring example of God's love. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about is when light shines through a piece of stained glass art. Now, when that happens, we get a beautiful display of colors. Um, and again, the same can be said when we live our lives for Jesus, for God, um, because then all of the love, mercy, and forgiveness that God pours into us can then shine through us, from within us, to our family, our friends, our teachers. Anyone we meet will be able to see God's love through us. And so, yeah, it might be difficult and dangerous. Um, and sometimes we might think, oh, it's just too hard, but it's definitely worth it. Our lesson this week is taken from the first book of the Bible, Genesis, which means beginning. We read from chapter 17, a fascinating story of a God who promises and keeps his promises. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you you shall be an ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her. The reading. We have a God who makes promises and who keeps promises. We have a God who does what God says as he follows through on those promises. Today in the book of Genesis, we encounter Abram and Sarai, and they have heard powerful promises from God. Their amazing story begins in Genesis 12, 
Abram at that time is 75 years old when God directs him to pack up his wife, family, and possessions and to follow God wherever God leads. And as part of that invitation to leave the familiar, to undertake this adventure, God makes an astounding promise to Abram and Sarai. They've never had children, yet God promises that they will become the parents of a nation at 75 years old for Abram. The couple was barren up to this point, yet now God declares your descendants will be numerous. Yet as we keep reading Genesis, God keeps repeating this promise to Abram and Sarai. And you begin to wonder as Abram and Sarai are listening if they're really believing that God will follow through on those promises. In chapter 13, God repeats his promise. I will make your descendants so numerous that they cannot be counted. And in chapter 15, God's promise becomes a covenant. Abram wonders if perhaps one of his servants will inherit everything. So God repeats the promise again. Your descendants will be numerous like the stars in the sky. God keeps promising. You will have children. I will make this happen. But in chapter 16, Abram and Sarai appear to be dissatisfied with God's timing and really don't believe that this could ever happen. So they take matters into their own hands as Sarai encourages Abram to be intimate with her maidservant, Hagar. That's certainly one way to have a child. So God has to intervene again. God repeats the promise to Abram and Sarai. You will have numerous descendants. Our reading today repeats it again. The promise, the covenant, you will have a child. Your descendants will be numerous. The living God makes transformative promises to Abram and Sarai in today's reading. As God says, I am God Almighty. I will make my covenant with you. This is my covenant. I have made you and I shall make you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. You will be fruitful and Sarai will bear a son. The sermon will resume after a testimony from the Collective Choir. Hi there. I wanted to thank the Collective Choir for the videos that you guys have been making with your testimonies. Um, our family's been doing our own worship services at home during the coronavirus pandemic, and I usually try to include at least one of the video testimonies as part of our worship service so we can 
see a little bit of how Jesus is at work um, in people right here in Eau Claire. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story with us uh, in that way. You want to say goodbye? <laughs> thank you. Bye. It can be hard with little kids getting getting out in this season. The Children's Museum closed, McDonald's closed, especially during the winter. It's nice that it's warm enough to go to the parks now. We do have child care at our collective choir rehearsals. If that's an obstacle, our kids love playing with the others there. And if you're doing your best to keep your distance from others in this season, we do stream our rehearsals every week on Facebook and YouTube. And as mentioned in that, we have all all these testimonies on YouTube that you can listen to for encouragement. We go back to the sermon here with Pastor Jim Alquist from Spirit Lutheran Church in Eau Claire. Such beautiful, transformative promises. All the more remarkable because God has been making these promises and repeating them over and over again since chapter 12. 24 years ago. But this time, something is different. Abram and Sarah are really listening and even believing. They're transformed by their encounter with this promise-making, promise-keeping God that they are apparently changed to the core of their being. Their names are even changed. And so often in the Bible, when someone has a life-changing encounter with the living God, their names get changed. In the biblical world, your name represents your identity and your destiny. So if you have an encounter with God, an encounter that changes who you are and what your destiny is, then your name changes. Jacob encounters God, and his name becomes Israel. Saul encounters the risen Christ, and his name becomes Paul, and he's attributed to over half of the New Testament. Simon becomes Peter, the rock. The name Abram means exalted father. But the name Abraham means father of a multitude. His name tells us his destiny. The name Sarai means princess. The name Sarah is a subtle shift in that meaning, indicating that she is the princess of many. God has promised. And God is acting through this couple to create a people who will become a blessing through which God will save the world. And in chapter 17, God eloquently repeats the promise in a way that Abram and Sarah hear the promise and believe it, becoming Abraham and Sarah. Chapters 12 through 17, we might be struck by the fact that God keeps repeating the promises over and over again, 
over a number of years. Have you heard a promise from God that hasn't happened yet? Do you still believe that we have a God that keeps his promises? Even if it's not our timing, God promises and God delivers. Just like you said. When they listen to the authentic voice of God, they hear promises that change Abraham and Sarah. When they listen to their own fears and doubts, they seem to panic, concluding that the God of the universe can't really follow through. Have you panicked? Have you worried? Have you wondered if God will fulfill those promises just like God said? In the fullness of time, God sent his only son, fulfilling promises that God made through the prophets. And throughout his preaching ministry, Jesus makes remarkable promises, promises so transformative that they change us to the core. In the next chapter of Genesis, this promise-making God sends three messengers to Abraham and Sarah with the announcement that the birth of the long-promised son is imminent. Promises made, promises kept. A God who can be trusted, just like God said. And perhaps the question that Abraham and Sarah faced is the question that we face as well, especially through this long, endearing pandemic. Will we listen to Jesus as those promises are made, trusting that he will do what he promised? Or will we listen to our fears and our worries and doubt? Listen to what Jesus promises. Come to me, all who labor, and I will give you rest. My joy will be in you, and your joy will be complete. Your sins are forgiven. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. I am the bread of life. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Son of Man will be crucified, and on the third day, he will rise. Behold, I am with you always. And what about this promise from the Gospel of Mark today that says, For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. You have to die in order to live, 
but the promise is life eternal. A promise made, a promise kept. God, just like you said. Amen. Thanks again, Pastor Jim Alquist, Spirit Lutheran Church, for sharing their live stream with us this week. We appreciate that very much. Check them out at spiritlutheranchurch.org. Check us out at collectivechoir.org. If you're encouraged at all by these podcasts, please consider visiting our website and clicking on Donate to support the ministry of the Collective Choir. Come visit us sometime. Sing with us at Valleybrook Church, downtown Eau Claire, Monday nights, 6 to 7.30. It's a good time, joyfully proclaiming Jesus with exuberant praise. God bless. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the House of God podcast, presented by the Collective Choir on Eau Claire Hometown Media. To find out more about the Collective Choir or the church you heard about in this podcast, please follow us on Facebook or visit www.collectivechoir.org.